Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1276, air date July 25th, 2023. Welcome to the Buds and Reality Show. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And I'm actually here with a very special guest, Mr. Dr. Shiva. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Sean, how are you? I'm, I'm very great. I was going to give a, a college effort to your last name, and I'm not going to do that on TV. Um, but anyways. Mr. It's actually pretty easy. So think about I adore you and just say I adore. I adore. I adore. Yep. I actually, in my own mind, I had it as I adore I. So I wasn't too far off, but I didn't want to sabotage you. Yeah, the shows. that's okay. You're but I appreciate you giving me your time. You are actually the first independent pres- presidential candidate I've ever had on. I've had uh, multiple libertarian candidates on my show now, so it's cool to have you on. I will. I am one of those people who will never give status an opportunity to platform on here just because I don't believe in what they're spitting. But uh, at the end of the day, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate your time. And uh, let's get a brief bio on you because not all of my followers might know about you. So let's start with that and go there. Yeah, so I'll try to keep it brief. How much time do you want me to take? Five minutes, two minutes, you know? Um, However many minutes you want to Okay. Man. Well, um, I think the uh, key thing people want to understand is um, a couple of keywords. One is systems. You know, I'm a system scientist. So I've been studying systems all my life, medical systems, political systems, engineering systems. Your body is a system, every system in the universe. Everything is a system. Um, what is a system? A system is a set of interconnected parts. And what emerges out of those connected parts is something that's greater than the sum of those parts. It's called an emergent property. Anyway, but I'm a systems guy. You know, I created the first email system, um, cr- uh, created a whole system recently for modeling the whole human cell on the computer, uh, created the first email management system, created one of the first systems to bring artists and creative people together, um, um, did a lot of research on integrating ancient systems of medicine with modern systems biology. And that led to my discovery, a very profound discovery, um, that there are fundamental principles that govern every system. Um, and these same principles govern your body or they govern uh, you know, a thermostat in your home, um, your, um, you know, how your body maintains temperature, everything. It's called a control system. But more importantly, I find out, I discovered these control systems principles also existed about 10,000 years ago. So really the integration of East and West. Um, so that's been one pa- aspect of my journey as a system scientist. The second part of my journey has been, I've been a, um, you could call a, a fighter, you know, a, not a booby effing Kennedy bullshit fighter, but a real fighter. I've had to face injustice my whole life. Not like someone whining about injustice, but I actually had to fight it. Not someone who had golden plated toilets like Trump or booby effing Kennedy could spit in a cop's face and get away with it. Or, um, you know, he could do all sorts of crap and his parents would bail him out and get him into Harvard. Um, So when I mean injustice is seeing the injustice of the caste system, you know, the injustice of um, recognizing that I would always have to work about three to five times harder than other people because of the many, many actual levels of discrimination. You know, it went from jealousy to hatred of my skin color or hatred of the fact that um, 
you know, I grew up in working class towns and the fact that when you make achievements, people get upset with that. Um, to the journey I took through sharing the invention of email, which I never wanted credit for. Um, and even now, you know, I was a guy who discovered the entire um, backdoor portal into Twitter, you know, um, meaning the entire infrastructure of the government's um, collusion with big tech companies that came out of our lawsuit. In fact, the first sentence of our lawsuit is called the weaponization of government. Well, right now, the Republicans are running the charade, Jim Jordan and a guy called Thomas Massey, who are, by the way, funded by big tech. So they bring in this douchebag, Kennedy, to act as though he's a fighter, to act as though he's him and the Democrats don't get along. But all of these guys get along. Um, and we'll talk more about that. But I've always had to expose truth at a very fundamental level, not what you think is truth. You know, so if I want to talk about today's talk, it's really about Trump and Booby F and Kennedy. To me, they're the two demons. They have the same devil father in some ways. They all come from the same piece. So this is what we need to understand. And once people really understand this, they actually can achieve their own liberation. We had a, um, so my journey has been that understanding, right? From growing up in India, coming to the United States, growing up in working class towns, um, inventing email, inventing many things, uh, getting a bunch of degrees at MIT, which it wasn't something I just pursued. It's things I went after because I enjoyed certain things, starting seven, eight different companies, um, you know, creating now the founder of the movement called Truth Freedom Health. About a half a billion people in the world know about it, about a half a million members at varying levels, but it's fundamentally a model of learn, teach and serve. And in that model, we're teaching people this very fundamental science of systems. You see, when you look at political theory, when I was a kid, I saw injustice around me and I was very, very curious starting at age of four. I read everything I could get a hold of, you know, from that point, left wing, right wing, um, uh, libertarian, whatever you want to call it, anarcho-syndicalist, all that stuff, you know? So we can talk theory all day too. But the reality is most of those theories were built, developed by some reasonably smart people at a time when they had no understanding of engineering system science, which only came to really being in 1957 with the work of Ilya Pogroni, you know, and the, and the work that was done by Norbert Wiener in cybernetics and Claude Shannon. Just like, imagine you're trying to build a bridge and you didn't know Newton's equations. You may build it, right? Sometimes it'll work and sometimes it'll fall apart, right? Um, you may try to fly you're probably going to jump off a cliff and die most of the time. But once you understood Bernoulli's principle, you could build aircraft. And we know we have airplanes up in the sky, which have tubs and toilets and people are playing ping pong. You know, it's quite extraordinary. Right. Um, when we discovered Maxwell's equations, we could create motors and we could harness electricity in powerful ways and magnetism. Up until that point, people thought you could never do that. And what I'd like to basically posit to people is that just like those great discoveries, I've discovered the principles of systems that can you can use it for your body, you can liberate humanity, and you can really get a handle of all systems. It's very profound, you know? So that's been my life's journey. Um, you know, I've put together a curriculum on this. Um, by the way, all the elites know the science of systems. 10 to 20,000 people know this quite well, and they use it to manipulate people for power, profit, control. Now, if you understand the physics of this, we can use it for truth, freedom, health, our own liberation. George Soros is actually, if you look at his academic credentials, he's considered one of the leaders in system science. He did reflexivity theory. 
So what I've done, I used to teach at MIT, but like Prometheus bringing fire to the masses, right? What we've done with system science is really bring that to everyone. If you have a son or daughter, they can learn it and teach it. So this is probably the most profound thing because they wanted to keep this set of knowledge to a finite set of people. But once you understand system science, you go beyond, uh, look, when Marx or Adam Smith wrote, uh, when Adam Smith wrote Wealth of Nations or Marx wrote Das Kapital, uh, which I've actually read, a lot of people talk about Marx or communism and they've never even read it or Bakunin's work, right? When you read these, the works of these people, they sort of retrospectively gotten certain things right, but prospectively they were always off a little bit. Um, you could argue probably the works of Thomas Paine got certain things right. Lenin got certain things right, you know? If you actually read his work like State and Revolution, you know, he understood um, some of these fundamental contradictions. He critiqued the so-called Marxists, you know, um, how they try to blunt, uh, how they try to put under the rug the fact you have to destroy the state at a fundamental level, meaning destroy the state, meaning that things have to be decentralized at a very fundamental level. Um, and as long as the state, and, and this is, frankly, the philosophy is very similar to classic liberalism. That's what's funny. You know, it was you and the creator, and there was supposed to be nothing in between us. So, but what we have, when we look at a Trump and a Kennedy, the, the fundamental difference between them and me is I believe in you, the concept of the human being, uh, having infinite power and the state, you know, in the Lo John Locke model of the state, um, was that the state was there to ameliorate class differences, right? Okay, we had differences and the government would come in and make us one big kumbaya, right? And it's actually not true. The state was created actually to ensure that oppression took place, right? You ensured that one set of people um, were elevated, what I, in my video, I call it the swarm, and the other set of people always looked to those people who were basically part of the state to help them. So, when you get to a systems understanding, and by the way, um, I'll play a video for you shortly so people understand it, it'll inspire people, but it took me a long time, probably 50 some odd years to put all these pieces together and create a curricula out of it, a community out of it, and a fundamental understanding. But a lot of our effort, one of the principles is for people to overcome the not so obvious establishment. I'll give you an example. There was a, a uh, medical doctor. By the way, we do open houses every um, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. And, and you should come at 8 p.m., Sean. Uh, we do it at 11 a.m. from um, EST and 8 p.m. You can go to vashiva.com slash orientation. Uh, and we do a town hall for the presidential campaign, Shiva for President number four slash town hall. And what we share with people here is people come from all over the world and in the United States. And what we're seeing in 2023 is there is a growing recognition that the left and the right have screwed them. Okay, so that's becoming apparent. But what people need to overcome is that's only two parts of the deception. The other part of the deception is on another axis, the obvious establishment and the not so obvious establishment. So you really have a grid, the left and the right here. And over here, you have the obvious and not so obvious establishment. So you have the left obvious establishment, right? which includes people like the Obamas, the Clintons, and so on, right? And you have the left, not so obvious establishment, which includes like the AOCs, the Sanders, you know, the stupid booby fucking Kennedys. And over here on the right, um, 
And you, you know, you have to curse at this guy because he's just an asshole, complete bullshitter, complete charlatan, complete demon. And over, yeah. And, um, and I judge people's state of consciousness if they've gotten over Trump or Kennedy. If they haven't, they're sort of living this one of these grids of what I call it the grid of imprisonment, you know, because the other models, you have the obvious right wing people like the McConnells and the Bushes, right? The Barry Goldwaters, these kind of people. But then you have the not the, the, the right has always had a vacuum of the not so obvious establishment. They had the Tea Party and they have this idiot Rand Paul, you know, um, who's a doofus. You know, he gets a lot of money from big tech. You should look it up. OK. Um, but Trump had to be created. The MAGA movement is part of the not so obvious establishment on the right. You see, they had a vacuum. OK, so that's why Trump was created. But once you understand the physics of this. Um, so anyway, um, this doctor guy had seen Joe Rogan's video and Rogan follows me, but will never put me on in spite of all the people telling him because he's he's basically a, uh, you know, the you know, he's basically a prostitute for the establishment. He's owned by Ari Emanuel. He's owned by Spotify. He's part of a multi-billion dollar brand. He watches which way the wind blows. Um, and um, that's how he operates, right? So he was promoting Monsanto during 2013 and 2014. I had done some of the most preliminary research exposing genetically engineered foods. Eddie Bravo's close friend said, you gotta have Dr. Shivan. He couldn't do it. Why couldn't he do it? Because he's essentially, uh, you know, one of the nuts of the establishment, okay? And he knows where his bread is buttered. Um, so what we have now is something quite fascinating. Since around the late 70s, as workers' movements died in this country, um, the establishment from the left and the right took over. And they've been ensuring that people don't build movements, particularly decentralized self-organizing movements, independently rising from below. And system science reveals that self-organizing movements, which means not some union leader, not some Kennedy or some mobster coming in and saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna run your union, naturally bottoms up, you know? And those movements did occur in the late 1800s. They occurred in the 1900s all over the world. And that's what scared, put the fear of God into the establishment. Those movements got you the eight hour workday, they ended child labor. They stopped, you know, they delivered certain gains, not everything, but they were powerful. They're the ones who gave us clean water, right? To some extent, infrastructure, which resulted in by 1962, most of the vax, uh, all the measles was gone. 1963, they created the vaccines, but 99% of measles was gone then. Um, but the establishment reorganized in 1970 because they could not have working people rising up, bottoms up, self-organizing. So they created the not so obvious establishment. I repeat that. They created a technology called the not so obvious establishment. And that technology involved doing theater where one wing of the establishment, the obvious establishment on the left or right, would fight against the not so obvious establishment. And that's what you saw with Booby fucking Kennedy fighting against the left establishment, okay? But mind you, Booby Kennedy supported lockdowns. Booby Kennedy supports Elon Musk when Elon Musk is now running censorship 10.0 on Twitter. So you have a cabal now, which is a neo-establishment media cabal. Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, booby fucking Kennedy, Trump, right? And all of these people are actors. They're entertainers. They have no relationship to working people in this country. And 
Um, so anyway, this doctor saw Rogan's video with Booby, uh, fucking Kennedy. And he was, oh my God, he's saying all the right things. He's saying all the right things. And somehow, fortunately, I had done a video exposing Rogan and fucking Mr. Steroid, okay? Um, injections. By the way, steroids are going to be a quarter of a trillion dollar industry by 2029. They have a 10,000 times more chance of causing blood clots in your body than the MR. Both cause blood clots, have a certain proclivity, okay? Certain risk factor. But steroids have about 10,000 times more. So here's this fucking idiot shooting himself with steroids, promoting that to kids, right? And other people, which is by, by the way, steroids, legal TRT steroids are going to become one of the biggest uh, uh, pandemic. The next, you know, um, and, and you can write that down. Um, the mRNA vaccine um, is going to be about $120 billion industry by end of, you know, 2029. And um, both from big pharma, both have a certain proclivity for blood clots, but steroids cause a 10 times more booby, uh, freaking Kennedy. Um, you know, when I got to know this fellow, you know, as a scientist, you know, my PhD is in biological engineering. I know more about this than all of these presidential candidates combined and more. I'm more than, you know, I'm considered one of the leaders in the field of the immune system. Um, so it was uh, my work in 2019 that was, uh, you know, recognized by the National Science Foundation. I delivered the prestige lecture on the modern science of the immune system. You see, I've been doing medical research all my life since I was 14 years old when I did work on why babies were dying in their sleep um, back in Rutgers Medical School. So it's something I, I'm very deeply passionate about. So when the pandemic took place, and you can go look at it, go look at March of 2020. I was the first one to call out Fauci. I was the first one to start organizing demonstrations in the world against lockdowns. Booby fucking Kennedy promoted lockdowns. In fact, he promoted strict lockdowns. Let me repeat to everyone, all you people want to suck off Booby Kennedy, Kennedy supported strict lockdowns. And if you think about it, March of 2020 was the most critical time in world history. Definitely the most critical time in U.S. history, because that decision of lockdowns led to everything else, $16 trillion in economic losses for the American public. That led to people dying on ventilators. They couldn't see their loved ones. Booby fucking Kennedy promoted not just lockdowns, strict lockdowns, more than even Fauci wanted. Yes. And now let me interrupt you real quick, yeah. because actually when... I had found out about you was right around that time in 2020 when you were speaking out against the COVID lockdowns and against the, the vaccine itself. Now, you know, for somebody like me, that was a big deal because what you were doing at that very moment was very brave. And when and if people think otherwise, they're crazy. Because that was career suicide, what you were doing. Yeah, and I, I think I, I think Sean, it's very important to mention, look. I went to the number one engineering and technology school in the planet, in the entire universe, you could say, okay? Um, to get into MIT, about 100,000 students applied, 1,000 get in. When I came to MIT, I was recognized as three of those top 1,000 students. Now, in the PhD program, 50, you know, it's an even much more smaller set of people that even make it. And then after you get accepted, you have to take an exam. There's only a 50% rate of people even succeeding. So an MIT PhD 
you know, there's a there's a stupid song, MIT, PhD, M-O-N-E-Y. It's a very valuable degree. It's a very funny story, right? You know, you, you can bill for quite a bit of money, but as a MIT guy with that MIT PhD, me coming out, you're putting your entire reputation on the line. You were. Big time. Absolutely. And I was exposing Fauci, which means I'm never going to get NIH grants if I ever want to apply because he essentially controls the NIH. So booby fucking Kennedy was promoting lockdowns. Contrast that fucking prick to me and Trump. So put Trump and booby over here who are lockstep and barrel with Fauci. Trump doesn't have any big balls. He's got very small balls. So does Booby now after he's taken all those injections. Okay. Um, no, seriously, these guys puff their chest out, but these guys are actually, you know, they're not men. Okay. They really aren't. Uh, all these MAGA people. Oh yeah. Well, Trump, you know, poor Trump, he was under attack. Well, he, now he's saying he's going to obliterate the deep state bullshit. He brought in the deep state. He, he didn't drain Amen. the swamp. Right. So people need to understand Trump is a bullshitter. OK. Um, and if you're a Christian and you talk about and if you're a woman who cares about other women, um, it's disgraceful that you, you would support any individual like this. These people hate women. At a very fundamental level, you know, banging a prostitute while your wife's pregnant, having affairs with 38 women. And you drive your wife to hang herself. And he was fine with that. So you have to look at these people's personal and public integrity. And they have zero. They're demons. And But go back to 2020. And you can look at my tweets. Fortunately, I'm back on Twitter. And you can see that. Okay? And you will see in March of 2020, I put out a tweet. I said, this quote-unquote event, the pandemic, will go down in history to destroy economies. Okay? To destroy our freedoms. And to destroy... Uh, and to push mandated medicine. I called it like that. Why was I able to do that? Because I did my fucking hard work since I've been 14 years old studying, not fucking partying and spitting in cops' faces like Booby Kennedy, not fucking playing football on skis and getting fucking drunk and getting thrown out of school, and then mama and papa get you into Harvard, and then you can't even pass the fucking bar. This guy's a fucking moron. And I had some idiot political consultant say, oh, Shiva, you shouldn't be so angry with, you shouldn't use those words. Well, let me tell you something. Fuck you. They do not want us talking with these words. And if you are a human being and you've experienced not only the injustice I've experienced, but the empathy I feel for everyone, a deep empathy, you will speak with these words with righteous anger. And if they try to tell you not to use curse words, Tell them to go fuck themselves because that is part of the censorship that they're doing. They do not want you to use your natural anger. They want to contain it. Oh, you know, political consultants. What the fuck is a political consultant? That's like a person who says, you know, who teaches, but they can never do anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. But we don't need to listen to political consultants because all they're doing is trying to massage you into the obvious or not so obvious establishment and to the left or the right. We must curse at these people. And again, if you're a Christian, go look at, and if you want to say you're a Christian, please go look at the two, at least three incidents where Christ took a whip and he beat the shit out of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. 90% of Christians do not want to consider that event. Oh, well, uh, well, you know, Christ, well, no, why don't you consider that event? Why did he do that? They don't want to consider it because it shows 
And I'm sure Christ said, fuck you and took the whip. He didn't say, he didn't just hit the whip. Okay. I'm sure he was cursing at them, but he was going after the not so obvious establishment. The Romans were easy. The Bidens, the Clintons, the Bushes, that's easy. But the booby fucking Kennedys and the Trump are the real enemies. And anyway, this medical doctor seen this Joe Rogan video, you know, them all having a love fest, him promoting him, right? Because they need Kennedy to bamboozle people, sucker them back into the establishment, say all these words. Hitler said a lot of great things, right? Mussolini said a lot of great things. Charles Manson said a lot of fucking great things. So if you're a dope and he goes, well, he said a lot of great things, then you're probably a fucking idiot because you don't have the wisdom to see what they actually did. Booby fucking Kennedy endorsed lockdowns and he justified it in two ways. If you read his tweet, which he deleted, that's he's a Stalinist. He deletes his old tweets. OK, trying to change his history. It's a Stalinist. He's a self self style Stalinist. And what did he what does he do there? He deletes the tweet where he says in the middle of the heat of March of 2020, which is the most critical period for leadership. OK, a true leader says what needs to be done not what is opportune. And remember, this idiot doesn't know any science. He doesn't even know a lot about vaccines. He got everyone else telling him. It probably has a earpiece in his ear because he's fried his brain and he needs that. But he promoted lockdowns because it was going to stop the spread of COVID. And he said his, says in that tweet, oh, if we take away the lockdowns, it'll spread faster. And a double whammy says this is going to support um, the environment uh, and stop climate change. Okay? So you have... This fucker who promotes, fundamentally promotes a carbon tax. Now, we talked about anarcho-syndicalism. Let's say decentralization. In 1962, you may want to write this down, is when the Kennedy Vaccination Act was passed. I call it the Kennedy Vaccination Act. So think about 1962, John F. Kennedy. And Kennedy was a fucking dope. He's a fucking dick himself. He had venereal disease. You shouldn't have never gotten into it. And I say this because people need to recognize this guy was completely a reckless individual. He was unqualified to get into the Navy. His father had to make the phone calls because they needed a Kennedy to be president. So his father gets him in the Navy. He blows up a ship, which is considered one of the biggest blunders. They retool that, spin that to say he was always a great war hero. And then they write a book for him, find some ghostwriters to write a Pulitzer, right? His entire life was orchestrated by Joseph Kennedy, uh, essentially a mob mobster, fundamentally a mobster, okay? And Kennedy, his recklessness almost got the world blown up. His recklessness is the one that escalated. He's the one who started Vietnam. And his brother, RFK, Booby says, oh, my father was a man of peace. Bullshit, your father was a fucking warmonger. He's the one, yeah. and we it's in the Senate. He was on the floor of the Senate supporting LBJ. Oh, it would be forget about that shit. What? People forget about that shit. Well, well, they these people not only bank on people's amnesia, they just lie. They just fucking lie. They have spin doctors. So Booby fucking Kennedy's father, RFK, was a prick. Both of them were banging Marilyn Monroe and God knows how she died, right? She dies too, all right? But Booby fucking Kennedy's father on the floor of the Senate, he didn't say, oh my God, we should stop the war in Vietnam. He goes, oh, this would be um, uh, reprehensible if we pulled out, okay? And his brother is the one who got him into the war. 
So we have to understand the Kennedys are assholes and all these, well, how, why did John F. Kennedy die? Who the fuck cares? Why the fuck do you care how he died? They're mobsters. You'll never figure it out. Mobster A may have used the CIA. Mobster B may have used the FBI because they're all one, right? They're all legal and illegal mobsters. They're state capitalists. They're one. So if you're trying to be a peasant here, and I give this example, Sean, go back a thousand years. You're living on, <laughs> you're living in some kingdom. You're living in one kingdom. I'm living in another kingdom. We're both serfs. My, the, the king there comes and rapes and pillages my family. He steals, you know, seven horses, right? And your king does something else, right, to you. And we're both sitting around and saying, well, the king isn't that bad. He's a nice guy because he gave me a little bit of wheat today. And he let me take a shower today. He gave me some hot water. And this is a fucking kind of peasant slave mentality. Booby. Sounds pretty familiar, actually, to what we're living today. Booby Kennedy supported lockdowns. Write it down. Fact. Write it down, please. What? Let's get one. What? Let's get this out of the way. Booby Kennedy, I know he's not your boy. I'm just saying that to be funny. But your boy, Booby Kennedy, comes out and says, you know, X, Y, and Z against the pharmaceutical industry and the vaccine itself. Now, you have receipts, which you have posted on social media of him saying, hey, I believe in the vaccines, my family's vaccinated, you know, and 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 vaccines are okay pretty much. You have that video. I got Yeah, the way I got that video was a guy called Jake Crosby, who worked for Kennedy, a young kid, a young epidemiologist who realized Booby fucking Kennedy was brain was fried and he was a fucking moron, left Booby Kennedy and he sent me that video with Booby does not want anyone else to find. And in that video, it's about a 10 minute video and he says, I am pro-vaccine. I am emphatically pro-vaccine. I vaccinated all my fucking children, all seven of them with all 69 vaccines. And then he, and then, and then the Kennedy cult members were star fuckers. They said, oh, well, well, you left out the other part of the video. Well, the other part of the video is even worse because then he goes into saying the CDC is corrupt. You see, fork tongue. They're so horrible, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to get them to make safe vaccines. Think about the fucking ludicrousness of what he's saying and how is he going to get them to make safe vaccines he's going to create more state apparatus that's how he's going to do it now you got to understand the government should not be in our bodies period 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 there's no like like gray area here the government should not be dictating what you eat what goes into your bodies what you get injected with fucking john kennedy john kennedy a prick He's not Camelot. He's not King Arthur. He's a prick. Okay. That's what he is. John. And we're, we were all brought up to his, oh, John Kennedy, great photographs, PR machine in India. When I was growing up every, every hut, there was a fucking picture of John Kennedy. That's the level of PR that they did. Okay. Like putting Chairman Mao's picture up everywhere. Right. But right. 1962 Kennedy signs into law, the Kennedy 1962 vaccination act that gave the right for government to stick shit into your body, mandate it. And it created an entire government state apparatus. Now think about what I'm saying. Prior to 1962, there's nothing about jabbing you with something, okay? And making it a law. Now, after 1962, the fucking Kennedys, the fascist Kennedys are the ones who created that. They were the fascists. They were the imperialists. John Kennedy fucking wanted to invade every country. 
in the, in the fighting communism. You have no right to go if the Vietnamese people want to choose their way of life. Who the fuck are you to go and send poor blacks and poor whites over there to fight the yellow man? Okay? Who wants to choose his own way? Who the fuck are you to do that? The domino theory, you're going to fly halfway around the world. And who did they send? They sent poor blacks and poor whites. They conscripted children to do this. Yes. Yes. Literally conscripted yep. children to yep. go fight their wars. And Kennedy did that. Eisenhower did it, but Kennedy's the one when you started getting military action on the ground. And Robert F. Kennedy escalated that war. So we got to get the history straight. Please take notes. Because if you listen to booby, dickhead, fascist, prick Kennedy, he's going to create a new story. Because remember, the Kennedys are PR masters. They can take Charles Manson and make him look like Jesus Christ. Kennedy himself, his wife, booby Kennedy's wife, has hanged herself. Very few women hang themselves. And she hanged himself after she saw his diary talking about how other women mugged him. He also blames women. That's a level of misogyny here. Talks about his quote unquote sexual conquests. Okay. The wife is distraught, hangs herself. After she hangs herself, they hold a ceremony, a funeral, Sean. And in the funeral, all the press is allowed to see him bowing over his wife's thing. Blah, blah, blah. The next day, they dig up the body without any permits and move it elsewhere. That's how much they hated her. So please, if you're a woman, please go tell your women friends. That you're a fucking idiot, that if you support this guy, have some fucking love for women, real love, real love for the mother principle, you know, real love for your sisters. But if you support this fucking guy, it means you hate women. You despise your fellow women. And if you're a man, it means you despise your wives. You despise your girlfriends. You despise the notion of women that you want them to be treated like whores and prostitutes. So please think about what I'm saying. Really think about it. And then you put fucking Trump over here. He bangs whoever the fuck he wants. He bangs a woman while his wife is pregnant. Whores. And then pays him off. Okay? And if you're a fucking Trumper, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, well, I'm a Christian. I'm forgiving him. Well, great. Forgive him. But that's the best standard bearer that you have? And then we're not, that's just basic principles of human values. Now you get to the point of policy. Kennedy and Trump supported lockdowns in March of 2020, the most critical time in human history. I sent Trump a letter on March 23rd as an MIT scientist, as an expert in the world on this. Marla Maples delivered it to him. She called me up. She goes, me and Tiffany love you, Dr. Shiva. You're doing all these videos to try to help us, all these health videos. I used to do two to three videos a night on vitamin D3, on quercetin, zinc. I never sold this shit like Alex Jones or Zelenko. I'm sure I drove a billion dollars in sales. And we helped millions and millions of people all over the world. God knows how many lives that I saved. I still get letters to this day. My son was in the ICU. I followed your protocol for 100 grams vitamin C drip. Otherwise, he would have been killed with a cytokine storm. Okay? That's what I was doing. Kennedy was supporting lockdowns. Fucking demon. Right. In the middle of the most important time, you judge a leader by did they say and do the right thing at the right time. Then the motherfucker steals all. And by the way, the next 
in April, I started the hashtag Fire Fauci campaign because I knew this guy was full. I had no, no vacillation. Kennedy didn't say shit against Fauci. Zero in March, April. He stole all my material, his ghostwriters, and they write the Fire Fauci book. Plagiarist on many levels. Plagiarizes all my material today. Why? Because they know I'm the real agent of change. They know the movement for truth, freedom, and health is a real agent. And so they have to create the false idol. That's what the devil does to sucker people back into the elites. That's why fucking Kennedy has been created. He's a moron. I've asked him to debate me in April of this year. But he won't debate anyone. Well, not only that, not only that, he has his little boys like fucking Rogan, fucking this tool, Russell Brand, who's no means spiritual. He's another demon protecting him because all, they all get views and clicks now, Sean. It's a cabal. It's a media cabal. Elon Musk drives views to people who support Kennedy. Kennedy sucks him off. Kennedy praises Musk. Oh, yeah, you're fighting censorship. Are you fucking serious? The level of shadow banning I'm under. I'm in a digital cage now. Worse than it was in many ways than Jack Dorsey. So people need to understand if you want a real fighter, you're looking at him right here because I've been fighting all my life. Kennedy's never had to fight for fucking anything. Trump has never had to fight for anything. He's had to fight after he went bankrupt. He fucking lost most of his father's money. He's not a businessman. He's made more money after being president. All the, oh, well, you know, he gave up a lot. All of his business were fucking tanking. Come on. It was just licensing deals. He had no sustainable business. His live golf course, his golf courses made $500 million this year. He never made that much money. Truth Social, a big valuation. Jared Kushner, $2 billion, free loans, right? And then, you know, whether it's Biden or Jared Kushner, they're the same. Trump pardoned Biden's father, who had done blackmail and getting a prostitute to blackmail his own brother-in-law. I mean, think about the quality of these people. Assange did not get a pardon. The January 6th people didn't get a pardon. But a fucking blackmailer who hired a prostitute to blackmail his own brother-in-law gets a pardon. You got to look at the filthy nature of these human beings. These are demons. They're not you or I. You or I do anything these people have done. We've been in jail for 20 years. Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is, is like a lot of Trump supporters were like, he, he, he drained the swamp. He didn't drain shit. He didn't drain a goddamn thing if we're being honest. He didn't even drain shit. No, he didn't drain, he didn't drain his own nuts at that point. Right. He hasn't anything credible besides rile up a crowd. Now, was the economy good under Trump? I will give him that, yes. But the government does not make the economy. People do. And that's what people need to realize when it comes well, we need to Well, we need to realize what was going on. Let's talk about the economy, okay? What was going on is, and this is very important, globally, India was growing at 67% per year. The American economy is growing. And it's not because of fucking Trump. I mean, if you come in two years, oh, it's not because of me. Are you fucking retarded? What the fuck are you talking about? And I mean that in a way that your brain cells are fucked up, okay? Right. I mean that because what that means is that the, the economy goes through cycles, but it was a small businesses which were fueling incredible growth globally. And the elites do not like growth. You know why? Why don't they like growth bottoms up? Because what that does, it increases interest rates. 
because they're because because if a business is growing, if you and I are and we're growing, which is a good thing, we're going to take more loans to grow our business. The price of money will go up, which is should be natural. The cost of money should be around six percent. It shouldn't be one percent. Okay, and so all the elites rely on low interest loans because they don't have any real businesses. If you look at most of the elites' businesses, none of their businesses actually make money. What they're doing is moving money from here to here. So they had relied on low interest loans. You know, Jared Kushner, he doesn't know how to make money. Trump doesn't know how to make money. What they do is they rely on, oh, I want to build that skyscraper, okay? Oh, that's going to be a billion dollars. I have a building over here that's worth half a billion dollars. I'm going to leverage it, take 80% of that. I'm going to get $400 million in loans, and I'm going to buy that building. You see, the entire real estate market is about taking one asset you have, using that asset as collateral to raise money at a low interest rate. All of the real estate and all of the quote unquote hyper capitalists need low interest rates. They do not want small businesses creating a real economy. So what's happening was in a very legitimate way, entrepreneurialism was starting to grow. Small businesses were growing and they said, fuck, we can't have this. All my, my, I won't be able to get loans. Trump wouldn't be able to get low interest loans. J Jared Kushner wouldn't be able to get low interest loans. So they needed to break the economy, which means, so you have, you know, you have, you know, you, you can, how you control the money supply can be a gas pedal, right? Um, or breaking on the economy, right? So they need to break the economy. What better way to break the economy than create a fucking pandemic and do a lockdown? Think about what I'm saying. It was a perfect scenario. Right. It really was. Because who's financially literate will understand this or who understands the monetary system or how the Fed works understands this. Right. If you're one but 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 more than that, more than that, Sean, the ability to explain this is what I do all day long. I want to make this easy for people to understand. Because when you really think about it, it's like a gas pedal and a brake in your car. So that's what they can do. They needed to slow down. They said, holy shit, we got to break the economy. We can't allow this growth because interest rates are going to get to their natural state around 6%. Because small businesses are growing. We're thriving. Real businesses would be going. Where the, these people are running fake businesses. What business is Jared Kushner running? Can you tell me what he's doing? Like he's not running a business. He doesn't make anything. He relies on low interest loans, then using mama and papa's money, goo goo gaga. He takes that money and goes buy shit over here. And then he says, oh, I'm a great businessman. Well, any fucking fool could be a real estate mogul if you have mama and papa feeding you money. You, you, you know, they feed you first money, second money, and you get loans from your friends. So that's what it's about. So they need to slow, slow down the economy. And in order to slow down the economy, they did a pandemic. They did a lockdown. This is why Trump and Kennedy supported lockdowns in that critical period because their billionaire friends needed them to support lockdowns. Get it through your head. These people serve billionaires. I used to live in Malibu. I used to be married to some, a Hollywood actress out of there. Malibu, there's a place called Billionaire Row. They all live in one circle. They all go to Nobu, the same fucking restaurant. You see, so I've been on a fly on the wall and more, of that, more than that, which many of you will never have the opportunity. I've been an insider, but I never became one of them because I always remembered where I came from. These people hate you. And they needed to serve their billionaire friends. They created the pandemic. They created the lockdowns. And therefore, they slowed the economy, put the brake on it. They kept the interest rates low, which is what they needed. Right. 
And who fu got fucked? Small businesses who were thriving. Small businesses. You're talking to a guy who is a small business. You're talking to me. I've been always a small business, okay? Everything I've built, all my companies are my own innovations, my own patents, and I built a company. I never even took venture money, okay? But bottom line is this. They hate real innovation. They hate you. They freaking hate you. So that's why they did the lockdowns. Kennedy supported lockdowns. Repeat after me, Sean. Let everyone know. Kennedy supported lockdowns. Kennedy Nobody supported. Trump. Yes. Trump. So, and they're both probably banged the same women together. Okay. And they're all part of the same incestuous clique. And that's why you have Trump now praising Booby. And Booby saying, yeah, I like Trump. If you notice, they're praising each other. That's what they're both doing. Sides of the fence yeah, quote unquote, opposite sides of the fence. Oh, I respect him. Yeah, I'm so glad he praises me. You're all being played, guys. Wake the fuck up. So both individuals supported lockdowns, which caused the United States economy $16 trillion. And during that period, 600 of their billionaire friends, I bet you if you look at all their billionaire friends, and I know many of these people who they know, there's a one degree of freedom. They've probably been to Booby or Trump's house for dinner. They probably hung out with them. They've probably gone to Jeffrey Epstein's island together. All right? It's the same click. So 600 billionaires increase their wealth by $2.3 trillion. Follow the fucking money. And then to, to, put, to put shit in your face, Kennedy writes a book called The Real Anthony Fauci, I'm Against Lockdowns. So he makes money fucking you over during the lockdowns, promoting lockdowns, and then he makes money against the lockdowns. He goes, oh, President Biden and Trump were for lockdowns. You were for lockdowns, motherfucker. You lying piece of shit. And that is what he is. Things. People forget these things. And yeah, they want, they want people to uh, have amnesia. Someone says, yeah, bang the same women together. That, yeah, they did. I'm, I'm being serious. I bet you they, they have the same women Many women, they bang together. I'm telling you guys, their children go to the same equestrian clubs. They all go to the same restaurants. They all go to Ibiza to party. They're all the same fucking clique. And there's not too many degrees of freedom. And they have certain center points. Ari Emanuel, who is the biggest agent in Hollywood owns Endeavor, he knows the Kennedys. He's Trump's agent. He's Joe Rogan's agent. He used to run William Morris Agency, which now got renamed as Endeavor. Elon Musk was asked to be on the board of that. Ari Emanuel runs political theater. He knows all the politicians. These are agents. He runs Hollywood theater. He runs UFC. He owns UFC. And then he just bought WWE. Do you understand? They treat you like freaking stupid masses. And that, and in fact, in what's that? We're a bunch of jabronis when it comes to them. Honestly. And they, in fact, I've heard them say face to face, the masses are asses. And that is how they treat you. So they say, okay, for these groups of masses, we're going to give them WWE wrestling. Ari Emanuel owns, he bought Vince McMahon's for $7 billion WWE. Oh, these people, okay, they're a little more sophisticated than WWE. I'm going to give them UFC. There is no coincidence that Trump, you see him at UFC matches because he's part of the theater. And then for people who want Hollywood, they give you Hollywood theater. And then they have political theater. This is all theater. It's all scripted. It may be hard for you to believe this. They're all one. They all hang out. They all, and with their one chat text message away from each other. And you're not on their phone book. They're all together. 600 billionaires 
because of those lockdowns made $2.3 trillion. Now, where else are you going to ever hear any kind of analysis like this that I'm doing? I'm the only guy that does this analysis who has had a reach until I, I discovered the backdoor portal to Twitter. I was deplatformed and they don't reward me with the attention I deserve because they don't want to give me attention because it'll be over for them. So they must make me invisible. Among Trump gets indicted, makes money. Negative publicity is good. He loves it. They call, oh, Bobby is blah, blah, blah. They, they create their own internal uh, dualities. But once you understand this, then you'll see. So anyway, this guy, this medical doctor saw Rogan's podcast and he was going to give this guy, he was going to give Kennedy like 25 grand. And then he went and saw my little video I did where I'm exposing Rogan, exposing Kennedy. And he said for two days, he had cognitive dissonance, like I said. So what's really interesting is there are people who are truly intelligent, who do not want to suck Kennedy off. They do not want to suck Trump off. They have self-dignity. They're willing to do some retrospection when I present the facts. Kennedy supported lockdowns. He endorsed pro-vaccine mandate queen, pro-GMO queen, pro-Monsanto queen, Hillary Clinton. Not once, not twice, three times. Then he endorsed his nephew here in Massachusetts, had him come out to L.A., raise money for him with Hollywood stars. This is again in the middle of the pandemic when his nephew is promoting vicious mask mandates and vicious vaccine mandates. And I'm running. He endorsed his nephew who wanted to jab the shit out of everyone who's running for U.S. Senate and wanted to mask everyone. Then in his own home in December of 2022, he has a party in his home. Everyone had to be jabbed before they could enter his house. Which jab? The mRNA vaccine jab. The one he said, oh my God, it violates the Nuremberg Code. I'm so against it. Fuck you. You just, you, and then he blamed his wife. I mean, to get really fuck it, fucked up, he blames his wife. How many people do I know where the husband and wife had disagreements? They got divorced over this issue. They put their lives on the line. They lost their jobs. Right. And he is supposed to be the leader of the medical freedom movement. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This guy's a fucking lying piece of shit. That's the only thing I can do, say, lying piece of shit. And the Republicans, just this past week, they know that I'm the one who discovered the backdoor portal to Twitter. I'm the one who discovered the entire censorship infrastructure, filed my own lawsuit, got the first federal injunction, put everything out there in 2020. Fucker Carlson concealed it. And then they bring Booby Kennedy to testify when I'm the one who knows all of it. I'm the one who, in the first page of my lawsuit, it is called the weaponization of government. Why don't they give credit to the person who did it? Because if I was put on that testify, uh, if I testified, it, it's going to expose the fact that Jim Jordan takes money from big tech. These so-called Republicans, Robert uh, uh, Massey, Thomas Massey, and Rand Paul take money from big tech. And I would expose the fact that on November 16, 2018, it was Trump who signed into law the creation of the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, which created that censorship infrastructure that I discovered, which essentially destroyed the First Amendment. Congress voted unanimously. Every fucking person of Congress has blood on their hands. The blood of those American revolutionaries who fought for the First Amendment that we got on December um, 15, 1791.
Congress shall pass no law to bridge freedom of speech. Trump is a fucking antichrist and Robert fucking Kennedy is his false prophet. And that's what you're being hit with. You're being hit with two devils to sucker you right back into the establishment. You know, and look what Trump did. Trump printed $7.9 trillion in one term. Oh, he had to do it because of the, all, all these Trumpers are like abused victims. They always have some, oh, well, yeah, he beat the shit out of me, but he did it because his father didn't give him his birthday cake when he was a child. That was more money than Obama printed in eight years. Yes, Obama printed $8 trillion. Trump printed $7.9 trillion. And 90% of that money flowed to Wall Street and 2.3 trillion increased those 600 billionaires. That is when Elon Musk was worth nothing. Elon Musk became the richest man in the world. Thank you, Donald Trump. While friends of mine's businesses tanked, right? People had to sell their businesses. While people with principles, nurses who I know, didn't wear the mask. They weren't like, well, my husband said, my husband forced me to do it. My wife forced me to do it. Booby fucking Kennedy takes steroid injections, which we know has 100,000 times more chance of causing blood clots. And by the way, legal steroids are going to become a quarter of a trillion dollar industry for big pharma quarter of a trillion dollars. He's like the paradigm of getting fucking shots. What is he telling a young kid? Yeah, take TRT therapy. Don't figure out how you could boost your natural cholesterol, right? Don't figure out how, or your natural steroids. He's saying support big pharma. It's going to become a quarter of a trillion dollar industry. And that's what he's supporting, which causes blood clots. So you're claiming you're against the vaccine, which he is, is against. One day he is, one day he's against. He's all over the fucking map on purpose. So then he can say, well, yeah, I said that and I said this and people are foolish because they don't hold people to principles anymore. Your leaders will be reflected by your state of consciousness. Your leaders are reflected by your state of consciousness. Your leaders are reflected by your state of consciousness. So now you have someone like me, you can look at my whole fucking history. Look at where I came from. I earned everything I have. And it's taken me a long time to overcome this false humility that the Indian culture teacher just say, yeah, I did fucking invent email. Fuck you. You're not going to steal it from me. Yes, I did that work. Yes, I busted my ass in 2020. And I did video after video after video to save millions of people's lives. Yes, I'm the one who ran five, 10 major demonstrations against the lockdowns. I did that. Yes, I'm the one who did all the work exposing signature verification and chain of custody issues while Mike Lindell was promoting wacko shit about election stuff and selling fucking pillows. <laughs> there is yeah. real issues on election systems that have not been resolved. And it was my work, again, was awake maybe during 2021 to 2022. I used to get maybe three hours sleep a day. The lawsuits I filed were historic lawsuits without lawyers. Me against seven lawyers from Twitter and the government. So who deserves to be president? Who deserves to be your leader? A fucking bunch of people with golden plated toilets who come from mobsters or one of you? Decide. Do you want someone like me who has a history of fighting injustice or do you want them? And if you choose them, then you're going to get that kind of world. Nothing's going to change. And it's exhibited in one little graph. And that little graph is a graph that I keep showing when I launch my campaign, a graph of life expectancy going like this. It's going like this. It's a freaking parabola. It's going like this. 
And someone said, oh, that looks like a flaccid penis when I did the drawing. Yeah, it is. It's looking like this. And why is that? Because since 1980 till today, the policies of Democrats and Republicans, left and right, obvious and not so obvious establishment. And it's not any it's not the vaccine. It's a whole bunch of things. It's a systems problem. We need a systems overhaul. And what would I do as president? Well, the presidency is corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. I face all of these guys. I would do as president what I'm doing right now, Sean. I would do video after video, but I would do it to a crowd of 8 billion people. And we would educate people like I did with that swarm video. And I would educate people why you need to understand system science, why every one of you must become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Sean, I just need to get some water. I'm just going to play, play a quick video, if that's okay. Because Yeah, do that. Man, I'm going to drill you with some questions. I yeah, yeah. Serious... Yeah. Let me, um, I think I, I can share, right, on your Zoom? I think so. Can you enable sharing? Can I do that? You're yeah, about what you do is you click on where it says participant. You see that? You see where it says participant on the bottom? If you move your mouse down, you say, okay, click on that. And on the right, you'll, you'll see my name come up. Click on my name and you'll see a little more. And where it says more, say make co-host. I can see make host, not co-host. Yeah, co-host. No, I see make host, not make co-host. Oh, really? Make you host. All right, then I'll give it back to you. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're talking to a tech chart here. My wife does all. All right, so make me host, and then I can share this video so you can see it. Okay. Change host. Boom. Okay, good. And I'll bring it back to you. So I'm going to play you a video, um, which will give people the fact this fundamental thing. And I want people listening out there. Number one thing is, you know, hey John, can you bring a bumper sticker? What can you do to support our campaign? Um, can you bring me a bumper sticker right there, John? So one thing people can do is, you know, we all work for a living, right? We're not running nonprofits and crap. You can go to Shiva for president and get a little bumper sticker. This little bumper sticker, less than $5, right? You get it in the mail. You put it on the back of your car. 100,000 people see it. More views than we'll get on Twitter and Facebook in a day. It's a simple exercise of activism. And it's Dr. Shiva supporting Truth for the Health. The other thing people can do is, we're, you know, as I went back, Sean, nothing is going to happen unless we sit our butts down. You can't be a civil engineer or an electrical engineer. You got to sit your ass down and you have to learn the equations, you know, in electrical engineering, Thevenin's equivalent. You have to learn circuit theory. You have to learn the principles of electricity and magnetism. You see? Now, how are we going to change the world? And I would argue there's a physics to changing the world. It's not just going to happen because I, every once in two years, I vote for somebody. We have to understand the dynamics of creating a movement. Do you follow what I'm saying? There's an engineering set of principles to making a transistor, right? An iPhone. There's an engineering set of principles to making an acoustical microphone, okay? Similarly, there are these principles. And that is what I've uncovered, Sean. Yes, the invention of email, something big that I contributed, Cytosol, all these other things. But my legacy, I believe, will ultimately be the fact that I understood the dynamics of human liberation and the system dynamics. So I wanna play this video um, so your audience understands what we've created and hopefully inspires them, um, you know, to, uh, I gotta share the sound here. Here we go, okay. So let me share this here. And I think I have to uh, put this over here. But um, let me share this video. And this video really came out of, I was doing an interview, I think with, uh, 
one of the uh, uh, one of these guys, and he asked me, "What are you doing?" And this is just free form, okay? So let me play this for you. Um, here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing, there's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth which is science and without freedom you can't really get to truth and without truth you make up fake problems and fake solutions which means you destroy our health and without health which is the infrastructure of us and our body you can't fight for freedom truth freedom health third concept is it has to be bottoms up working people people who work uniting and what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite that must be communist Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts 
I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhelp.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. So let me, uh, so I hope that was valuable. So the reason I wanted to share that with people is that, you know, it's one thing bashing people, right? Which is, I believe you have to do, unfortunately, right? The other is offering people a solution. The ultimate solution is the individual. Um, you know, when you think about anarcho-syndicalism or self-organizing systems, once you understand these principles, you know, there's a book I have called System and Revolution. It took me about 30 years to write that book. But in that book, I really help people understand anyone can take this content and understand what is a system what are the principles of every system in the planet and then once you understand these nine principles you realize wait a minute those same principles are awakened in my body and so you can use those to figure out what's right for your body and i've created a tool for that you can use those same principles to figure out how you build a political movement bottoms up you can use those same principles to build an iphone okay these are all the same fundamental principles because the universe must operate on these same principles. And th this is sort of the foundational piece, but it's truly the science of everything. And so we go to that foundation. And one of the things that emerges in a very practical way is that every system has something called a disturbance. You're heading towards your goal. Something stops you. You're trying to lose weight. You're doing well. You're working out a bunch of friends from high school, maybe show up and tell you to go drinking and eat 20 pizzas, right? That's a disturbance to your body. So you have to have, how do you handle with that? You, we want to truly achieve truth, freedom, health, and then a bottoms-up movement is awakening. So they create the Trumps. They create the Kennedys. So we say, oh, they're going to take care of it for me. I don't have to do anything. And the point here is, you know, as an educator, as a catalyst, at best I can do set an example, provide the knowledge, but ultimately people have to get educated on their own. They have to decide do they want to break free. And that's And when you have enough particles in the atmosphere doing that, then you have an event take place, a phase transition. That's called a revolution. And you don't have to have every particle. You know, you just have just enough and the entire thing crystallizes. It's what happens when you're boiling a pot of not just water or something, right? You just have to get enough happening the whole thing starts to boil, okay? So that is what we call a phase transition. So our movement is about educating people about raising your consciousness. And you get enough people raising their, like this doctor. I mean, it's pretty cool, right? He sees a video. Before I had to spend five, 10 hours convincing people why Trump's fucked up, why Kennedy is. 
But now, because there's people are ready, you know, unlike 2020 and 2021, people said, oh, thank you, Dr. Shiva, you helped save my kid from the vax or this or that. Okay, that's fine. But now we're getting a whole new set of people who are recognizing at a deeper level, wait a minute, why is it we always get fucked over and over again? It's the, or it's the Bernie Sanders. It's the Trumps. Bernie, Donald Trump is a Bernie Sanders of the right. The obvious establishment tells you we're going to stab you. But the not so obvious establishment comes from behind and they, you know, put their fangs into you from behind. But they talk all the good shit, you know? And that's why you have people saying, oh, he said that, he said that. Booby says a lot of good things. He speaks truth to power. Any fucking moron can do that. So I hope that was valuable so, you know, people understand that we fundamentally have to build a movement and movements don't get built without understanding these principles. And ultimately those principles have to be manifested in the individual human being. I can at best be an example, right? So our running for president is we're very open about this. We know they'll steal elections. We know they'll try to do all this shit, but you know what? We are at minimum raising people's consciousness. We're not offering them just the left or the right or the obvious or the not so obvious establishment. We're offering them this possibility that they have to become leaders and how do they become that? We're giving them this framework. So that's what it's about. And I, and I totally dig that, but, uh, Moving on a little bit from all that, um, you know, I want to I want to talk to you about some policy and uh, some very important things in our policy right now. When it comes to the United States government, is foreign policy, and at best, we are a murder cult. That is what I would like to portray our government to be, is because that's exactly what they are. They go everywhere on the other side of the pond and go kill brown people as much as they feel like in the name of whatever they feel like. Now, they're, they're known for provoking things. What is going on in Russia right now in Ukraine is provoked behavior by United States government. What happened with the Iraqi situation and the Afghanistan situation was the United States government provoking them to act the way they did. Where are you on that standpoint? What would you do to stop the provoking and bring our troops home to get us out of this mess? Because not only is it costing tens of thousands of lives, it's costing trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah, so I think the best way I don't, you know, remember I said, look at what, not what someone says, look at their deeds. So if I were to give you my resume on the issue of foreign policy, you can go back to 1984, you may remember Reagan was doing the Iran-Contra. Remember that whole thing? Yes. You may remember this, okay. Well, I organized one of the biggest protests in Massachusetts against that, okay? We exposed what Reagan, when Casper Weinberger came to, uh, remember him, another warmonger, we chased him out of uh, Kennedy School of Government. When Henry Kissinger tried to come to Tufts, we put out a flyer, 10,000 flyers, just a simple flyer. He said, this flyer was so abusive, I decided not to show up. We made sure that these people recognize that we have to build a movement. If you look at the U.S. foreign policy of the concept of the, you know, started actually by Kennedy. You know, Kissinger is the one who let Kennedy into the fucking White House. He let this demon into the White House. And Kennedy's the one who did the entire construct. He had a very interesting philosophy. If you read, uh, he took German Kantian philosophy and he 
put it on its head and he said relative uh, relative truth. Basically, basically, you can bullshit people. There is no truth. You make up shit as you want. That was Henry Kissinger's model. And the end justifies the means, period. And so therefore, well, we want to expand U.S. imperialism. Those are just a bunch of brown people down there. We're just going to go annihilate them, okay? If you look at what happened in Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, the entire, all that area, and you look at my life, my probably, you know, I went into MIT with having enough uh, credits to graduate MIT in two years. I would say the reason I graduated one year after it because I was involved in spending most of my life fighting all these guys in the Boston area whenever they, because, you know, all of these imperialists would come to Harvard or MIT to speak. So we did some of the biggest mobilization against these people. In On the day of my PhD graduation, there's a big poster out there. I know I'm getting my PhD and out of my gown, I pull out this huge poster which says U.S. out of Iraq. Again, very unpopular to say that in 2007. All right. And I was the one who first called out the Iraq war. Half of the crowd booed me and the other half of the crowd supported me. Now, why do I say this? Because of who I am. I grew up in working class neighborhoods with blacks and whites who were my friends. And I knew they were the ones who went to war. When I came to the United States in 1970, what did I, gr I grew up in the era of the Vietnam War. As a child, all you saw on TV was body bags coming home, people getting shot in your neighborhood. Someone had gone into Vietnam. Someone came in with their legs blown off, right? And there's this little country over here called Vietnam. And we, this imperial power, go all the way over to Vietnam to try to annihilate them. It never made any sense. Completely ludicrous under this thesis, which John Kennedy, there's a video that a guy called the Michael Tracy just found, him promoting the Vietnam War. And it's up on my Twitter feed. Everyone should see it. The Kennedys are warmongers. And, and so my life in action has been against this kind of imperialist war. Um, you'll see another major demonstration. A good friend of mine was a physicist at MIT, a young kid. He went back um, to Sri Lanka. As you may know, the Israeli uh, Mossad and U.S. imperialism was supporting the annihilation of the Tamil people, genocidal war. He went back, um, you know, to fight. He was tortured. He was thrown in jail. When the prime minister of Sri Lanka came here, we chased the guy out. And we finally got him out of prison. All right. So I've been fighting this stuff on the ground. And now you take it to Ukraine and uh, what's going on there. If you go look at my work, you know, I was the first one to say, wait a minute. 2013, Condoleezza Rice puts forward this thesis that we must move um, Europe onto the U.S. oil platform away from Russia. This was she gave this as a speech at, at some university. Shortly thereafter, Obama, with the leadership of Hillary Clinton and John McCain, overthrew a rightfully elected government in Ukraine, and they put in a Nazi. Now, who did that? Hillary Clinton, who also did regime change in Libya. She did regime change there. And fucking Robert Kennedy endorsed Hillary Clinton, not wise, not wise, three times. Okay? Yep. And this fucking guy, in his speech, he goes, I believe we're in Ukraine for all the right reasons. And then literally sentences later, but we shouldn't be there for regime change. Okay, but you just endorsed Hillary Clinton three times who murdered a duly elected, you know, Gaddafi. And then you overthrew and you installed a Nazi. You see, you got to understand history. And a guy like me studies history. I study this shit all day long. I've been studying it since I was a kid. I nerd out on this stuff and I sit my ass down and I study it. But people just like to see the Kennedys. It's like, 
or the, you know, the Kardashians. This fucked up culture of elevating people and bowing down to your oppressor is really fucked up. Okay. It's like saying, I want to be a fucking abuse victim. So Kennedy endorsed Hillary Clinton, who wanted regime change, and she pulled off regime change in Ukraine. So they actually installed a fucking Nazi there. Now, the eastern part of Ukraine is run by people. And by the way, if you go study Russian history, let's also be very clear to the fact America did not win World War II. The Russian people won World War II. The credit goes to Russia. It was the Russian people who were fighting the fucking Nazis. Go read the Battle of Stalingrad. I mean, the Nazis are coming in. Two million people, Russians died in one fucking battle, fighting the Nazis with pots and pans. So if someone deserves credit for beating Hitler, it's the Russian people. So please, we have to recognize the amazing sacrifices of the Russian people. So those people in the eastern part of Ukraine, their fathers fought the Nazis. They're, they remember fighting the Nazis. So now the United States deploys a Nazi in fucking Ukraine. What do you want them to feel? They feel like they're being stabbed in the back. They voted unanimously to separate. They have every right. The United States Charter called the rights of national self-determination. Even Lenin, when in 1917, Finland wanted to re relieve the Soviet Union. He said, great. That's a policy of national self-determination, a culture of people who no longer feel they feel more associated with themselves can create their own state. Okay. So they left, they had a vote, a referendum. And this has nothing to do with us caring for the Ukrainian people. Exxon, Shell were all in the Eastern part of Ukraine and they got thrown out. They were there digging up oil. And they thought initially they would build that oil platform from within Ukraine and pump it to Europe. Putin got an angle on this and he kicked him out. So what they did was, the goal was the reason the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up is because they wanted liquid natural gas to flow from Louisiana up there. So we blew up the pipeline. Then we made Germany highly dependent on US oil, Finland, and they achieved their goals, which is to make sure Europe is no longer dependent on Russia, US is dependent. And by the way, Condoleezza Rice was on the board of uh, Chevron, okay? So let's make this very clear. This has nothing to do with freedom. And by the way, if you look at the Vietnam War, you have to really give it to the Vietnamese people. I mean, 85-year-old women were building weapons to bring down U.S. fighters because they mobilize against this imperialist invasion. And you go also look at Afghanistan. Fascinating in Afghanistan to women out there again. Afghan women had the right to vote 10 years, at least 10 years before U.S. women. You will see Afghan women in miniskirts and Western clothes before British went in there and brought in the Taliban and people like that. We supported this cultural nationalism there. And as recent as when Trump was in office, the Afghan women freedom fighters were saying, please give us fucking weapons. They were out with RPGs. They needed more weapons. They begged Biden. <clears throat> We didn't give them anything. We, in fact, let them die because we wanted the Taliban ruling. Why? Because the amount of rare earth minerals that were discovered in Afghanistan, huge piles of it. So you need a fascist to control the people so you can go mine that. Let me talk about also the Iraq war, you know, fascinating. We think Saddam Hussein 
was against the United States. No, he was put there by the United States to control the Iraqi people. A very interesting person that I met, his father, during the first Iraq war, you know, let me tell you why the Iraq war actually started. In 13 provinces in Iraq, people were rising up. There were major democratic movements against Saddam Hussein. You see, the United States imperialism does not look like democracy. Because when people rise up, U.S. imperialism loses its grip. So there were democratic movements in Iraq coming up against Saddam Hussein, the puppet thug put in by the United States. We went in there not against Saddam Hussein. We went in there to mow down those people. And this friend of mine said, Shiva, I was there. I literally saw a massive demonstration against Saddam Hussein. And F-15 fighters came down and mowed those Iraqi citizens down, shot them down. And then he goes, with my own eyes, after America won the war, we gave all the weapons back to Saddam so he could continue. Chile. I mean, you go look at Chile. The United States supported Pinochet because he was mining all the copper mines. And then when the students protested, Pinochet literally shot these students and buried them into the walls of the stadium. So U.S. imperialism, not the U.S. people, is very brutal. And that brutality was heightened by John F. Kennedy. He was pure, distilled U.S. imperialism. And to say that the Kennedys were peace. So anyway, my position on all of this, and then you can we can talk about what British colonialism and U.S. imperialism has done in Israel and Palestine, right? It was the original notion of Zionism, which was cultural nationalism, was they were going to take people who were discriminated in Europe and move them somewhere. The original choice was Uganda, homeland. There were many choices. In fact, one was Southwest Texas. And the British said, no, no, we're going to put you over here. So they dug up some, you know, 4,000-year-old reference that, oh, this is Israel. It would be no different than the Vikings digging up some reference in Vermont saying, oh, this is our land. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 4,000 years ago, okay? But the Zionist movement's original homeland was many places. The British colonialists put them in this place where there were Palestinians. In fact, there were Arab Jews there. So these Europeans come in, and these Arab Jews are so upset they convert back to Islam. And wherever Britain goes, it goes to Africa, people are living in relative peace. The tribal leaders had their zones. You know, Britain comes and randomly draws lines, creates nation states. And everyone's fighting against each other. Then they go rip off everyone. And that's what they did with Palestine and Israel. So my position is U.S. out of Palestine and Israel. Look, you meet one of the key things is Jewish people believe they're the chosen people of God. Great. You may or may not be, but great. But Israel has a lot of smart people. Cut all funding to Palestine and Israel, militarily and financially. Let, let the people of Israel, as Moses said, let my people be free. Let Israel and Palestinian people, by the way, we're all Semitic people. They're the exact same race. Let them be free. Democrats and Republicans keep using Israel. Oh, what do you stand on? Let them go. What, what, it, let them be their own. Let them figure it out. That's what I believe has to do with. Um, they want Israel to be the powerhouse of the Middle East. It's all about capitalization and taking over. Israel needs to be in charge of the Middle East. The United States needs that in order to keep their bases everywhere. 
Yeah, and that was part of the Iraq War. The goal of the Iraq War was planned out to create the biggest military base in Iraq, and that's what they achieved. Um, but did you know that in the when you were talking about the the Iraq and Iran War, did you know that during that time Saddam Hussein was a U.S. ally? Oh yeah, yeah. Look, I met a general. I met a general um, who actually had a meeting with Saddam. Saddam came over the border in his helicopters, and he was starting to move. And they said, "Look." Your role is to stay there. So the U.S. had a role for Saddam Hussein, which is to control that region. And he wasn't supposed to get out of that. Okay, And he was getting a little bit too big for his britches. The point is the United States imperialism loves dictators, is against democracy in other countries. We have to get this principle. Think about this Afghan women. Just Google it. You'll see it. We're fighting. We're begging Trump and Biden. Please give us weapons. I mean, Afghan women, I mean, these women are fighters. And we stabbed them in the back. We ensured the Taliban came back to power. It's, dis it's disgraceful. We left, we gave them weapons so they can suppress their own people, just like we did to Saddam Hussein. Well, that's exactly what they did. But on, on the other hand, that a lot of people don't know that as we were funding Saddam during his war against Iran, you know who is funding Iran on the other side? Israel. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, Israel blew up, blew up, if you remember, the first Iraqi nuclear reactor. That was in the 80s, if you remember that. They did that bombing. Yeah, so there's a very close relationship between Israel, South Africa, and the development of a lot of nuclear weapons. And you can go look, look at about this. Look, the bottom line is that when it comes to U.S. policy in the Middle East, um, why are we, why don't we let these, I mean, why don't we let Israel and Palestine be free? Leave them alone. Let them figure out their own stuff. And, and, and because the, the claim is we're very smart people. Great. You don't need us. Figure it out. And that's the only way out of this. Let these people not be used as pawns. U.S. out of Israel, U.S. out of Palestine, financially and militarily, period. So I have a very clear view on what this. About the rest of the, what about the rest of the Middle East? Like, are you, are you, would you be willing to bring the troops home and let things be what they are over there? Because what is really happening over there is none of our business at the end of the day. Well, it is. It, okay. I think the key word is you used a very interesting pronoun, our business. Okay. We need to get these pronouns very clear. Okay. When we say, our, yeah, that's what I keep saying. There's, it is us versus them. Okay. Yeah. And stupid fucking Kennedy says, oh, we must heal the divide. When he says heal the divide, what he's actually saying is let's shove all the contradictions under the rug and let oppression continue. No, we have to recognize it is us versus them. There is a small minority of people, 0.1% of the people who control 8 billion people. And they're them and we're the us. Okay. And when we say our business, yes, when, I think you meant the business of working people work, not not the business of Robert Kennedy or Donald Trump. For Robert Kennedy and Donald Trump and their friends, that is their business, right? This is why Robert Kennedy is, you know, and by the way, people need to recognize that being a Zionist has nothing to do with being part of the Jewish faith. This is like very important to understand. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. And the concept, so Zionism, Israel, and Judaism are three very different things. One is a political ideology, Zionism. Israel is a notion of a particular place. Judaism 
is a religion. There were in Palestine many, many Arab Jews. Arab is a race of people. Judaism is a religion. A lot of people don't even know this difference, you know? It's, it's amazing. So we need to recognize this, all right? So when you put all the pieces together, um, you have a lot of PR taking place uh, where people conflate Zionism, Israel, and Judaism all together. In, uh, when you go back and study the history of Germany, um, Germany was where people expected a bottoms-up movement was going to take place, the first truly workers' movement. Everyone in the world was expecting that. Um, and in, in uh, Germany, in the late 1800s, 1900s, there were some very, very powerful Jewish um, fighters, you know, working-class Jews who were fighting. There were also a lot of bougie Jews, okay, who many, and, you know, and, and there was let's say discrimination in Europe. And there were two ways to deal with that. One was you fight or you do a Marcus Garvey type thing, which is what uh, Theodore Herzl did, which said, oh, let's all leave back to our homeland. It's called cultural nationalism. Now Hitler's, the people that Hitler first knocked out, if you go study, were the labor union leaders who were actually organizing these bottoms up movements. And many of them were Jews. And you also, when you really study, you'll find out in the Warsaw ghetto fights between Jews and the Nazis, the Zionists collaborated with the Nazis and disarmed their, not their own people, but they disarmed the Jews. So Zionism, Judaism, Nazism, three very different organizations, as different as you would have in the United States. Let's say you had um, a liberation civil rights movement of working people, blacks and whites, and you had, let's say, white supremacists or black supremacists, right? Very different organizations. Uh, very different political ideologies. And, and this, this it's not just a nuance. This fact needs to be understood. So when people say, I support the state of Israel and Zionism, and it's like, you're like mixing all this shit together. Because even in Israel, you know, I visited it for six, there's like all these different trends. A lot of Jews are against Zionism. Okay? So they conflate all these things together Oh, I support Zionism on the state of Israel, and they wave the flag. Look, many of these people wave, wave the flag of any country, actually hate that country and their people. And let me sort of end on this, Sean, if it's okay, is this point that's very, very important to understand. And this gets down to why I say every member of Congress hates America. Donald Trump hates America. And Robert fucking Kennedy hates America. Biden hates America. And why do I say this? Oh, my God, what are you saying? He hates America. Okay, what is America? Let's just follow it very logically. What makes America different than any other country that I've ever been to? I've been to 56 different countries. Probably more, okay? Is the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. But let's start with the First Amendment. What does the First Amendment say? It says, Congress shall pass no law to abridge freedom of speech. Congress, and it's very, a lot of people don't even like, they hear it, but they don't really understand what this means. Right. Congress, what is Congress? It's a body, one of the three branches of the United States government, one of the three branches. And the purpose of that branch is to create laws, right? That's why you elect your representatives in the lower house to the people in other countries listening. And you have the upper house called the U.S. Senate. 100 senators and around 450 plus Congress people representing every little county in the, in, in, in the United States. They all come together 
They draft bills, you know, make laws. Okay, a law for when you can get um, recruited into the army, right? It's a law. But Congress said, but the Constitution says that Congress, there's a judiciary over here with the judges who interpret the laws. There's the enforcement, uh, sorry, the executive branch, which is supposed to enforce the laws. But they made it very clear. Think about the profoundness of this statement. Congress shall pass no laws to breach the First Amendment. Congress, this one of the three entities, which has the right to pass laws, can never pass a law, illegal, unconstitutional, to pass a law that abridges the First Amendment. Is that clear? That is America. When I, at seven years old, I got off the little airplane, you know, the, or the TW or the big airplane, I asked my dad, why did we come here? You know, why did we leave India? He said, freedom. And what my dad was talking about was the First Amendment. And remember, the First Amendment has freedom of religion, freedom to assemble. But when it comes to freedom of speech, Congress shall pass no laws to bridge freedom of speech. This may seem like I'm hitting it over the head, but a lot of people don't understand this. So that was December 15, 1791. On November 16, 2018, the Congress passed a law to bridge the First Amendment, which was called the creation of CISA. Yes, they did. Yep. And who signed that bill, John? Twenty eighteen, November sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Who oh, signed? No, who signed it into law? Oh, oh, at the time, Donald J. Trump. Yes. Okay. So think about what I'm saying. CISA, it's like, it's like Darth Vader, man. It's like the Death Star gets created to destroy the First Amendment. Congress shall pass no laws to abridge the First Amendment. CISA is the one that created that entire government infrastructure to censor every American speech, which is what I discovered, to blacklist people. If Hillary Clinton was president and she did that, we would have had a revolution in the United States. But they got a white dude who talked lock her up, who talked drain the swamp. This was by design. Donald Trump was put there to destroy the First Amendment. That's why I said he's the Antichrist. And, and I use that in double quotes, okay? Um, you can imply it if you want religious. I haven't done the research on that. But every congressperson, it was unanimous. I just looked. I went and looked at the congressional record. And you can go look at it on roll call. Every House of Representatives person voted aye. It's like freaking Hitler. Every person. And then the Senate was unanimous consent. Does everyone get what happened under Trump's administration? He printed $8.1 trillion dollars. Him and Booby Kennedy promoted lockdowns together, and the destruction of the First Amendment took place. Think about what I'm saying. Think about what I'm saying. These people hate America. They don't want you to have the First Amendment. I mean, it's right in your face. They destroyed it. And then they invite Booby Kennedy to do the shit show when I should be testifying. And the reason they don't want me to testify, Sean is because I will expose that Jim Jordan, Thomas Massey, everyone up there was running a charade. Ooh, the Democrats are against free speech and we are. Fuck you. You guys all voted for CISA. You created the censorship infrastructure that was used to silence me in a US Senate race in 2020. Everyone needs to understand there's only, right now of all the presidential candidates, you only have one guy right now, it's me, that is exposing this has been through it, 
physiologically, emotionally, on the ground fighting. All this is theory to all these guys. It's just words. My deeds show what I did. So it's about time we had a fucking systems overhaul. And if you want that systems overhaul, go get a goddamn bumper sticker. It's really easy. Put it on the back of your car, download our flyers and start handing them out. Because these bastards have destroyed the First Amendment. Congress should, I mean, these guys should all be in jail. Every single one of them. They violated, they passed a law that abridges the freedom of speech. It's a destruction of the First Amendment. It took place under Trump. If Obama did it, oh my God. Uh, if Hillary did it, oh my God. They needed Trump to sell out the war white working class. Because the white working class in the United States is the tip of the spear of the movement for freedom globally. So they needed to cut, castrate the white working class. So they brought in Trump and then they brought in Musk. It was a one-two punch. And the punch with Musk was, oh, wow, Musk is free, free speech absolutist. I'm sorry, Twitter. That's what I'm saying. But they did a one-two punch. Trump and Musk and all these conservative numbnuts, they all bow down to him. And there is no there is no more First Amendment. No, I mean, they're trying to kill it as we speak. It's dead. No, 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 no. Stop. Let's have the right verb. They killed it. November 18th. I've already been, I've been deplatformed. I've literally been, my buds pages on social media have been deplatformed twice now. iHeartRadio has taken off. Sorry, iHeartRadio. I know you guys just put me back on. They literally just had to put me back up. They took me down for misinformation, but they couldn't prove to me what was misinformation, so they put it back up. Sean, in, on June of 2021, July of 2021, Stanford did a 300-page report. I was deplatformed in the middle of my United States Senate race because I exposed the because I exposed the government of Massachusetts. Hey, John, can you bring that diagram over here? I just want you to hold it up. And in my lawsuit, I was the one who exposed all this. Fucker Carlson waited. He had everything in his hand. Matt Tybee, Schellenberger. This is a diagram that was in my lawsuit. John will hold it up. Lift it up, John. This diagram illustrates the entire censorship infrastructure. Every person. Here you have the Murdochs, Pierre Omidyar on this side. Okay? John can see it here. Okay? It's up on winbackfreedom.com. I exposed the entire network, the technology, everything. It was created at the Harvard Belfer School in 2018. And I was thrown off for two years in the middle of my Senate campaign. And now I'm back as a presidential candidate. The censorship I undergo is what a political dissident would undergo in any other country. The reason they put Kennedy on all these shows because he's a fake hero. If you're an American, understand this, that I'm like a political dissident that you would give a Nobel Prize to for exposing what I did. And that occurred in the United States, a US Senate candidate was deplatformed by the censorship infrastructure that I exposed. Man, wow, wow, man! I wish we had more time for real because I, yeah. I was. We're gonna have to do this again. We're just gonna have to do this again on a different day. We're running out of time, Doctor Shiva. I really appreciate your time. It's been great. Um, you know, until next time. You know, let let's uh, let's tell, let let me give a couple of action points for your people. Please make sure they go to shivaforpresident.com. They can volunteer, they can donate. And if they donate, by the way, I don't just take people's money. I can't do that. I give you books, I give you courses. I wanna educate you on how to build a bottoms up movement. 
The second thing is go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become a warrior scholar, but volunteer because we're going to get on the ballot in every state and that's going to blow their mind. So we need volunteers on the ground. And we need every man, woman and child to recognize in the United States, these people hate you. They hate America. They just despise you. And you have to recognize that Kennedy and Trump are demons. They are put forward to say all these right words and to sucker you back. They are actors. They are literally, and they all live together. They're one incestuous crowd. They're the swarm. And if you want to get fooled, well, you've been warned. But the good news is we have a lot of people are getting this, not the real awakening, not like, oh, we're awakening, like Alex Jones says. Now, Alex Jones is a fucking, you know, part of this problem. And he's promoting Kennedy. He took my swarm video, which is going viral, put it on his page, and then he promotes Kennedy. Okay? So you got to understand that the only people that are going to change the world are people like us, one of us coming from below, all of us coming from below. And it's not going to be easy because our parents should have created these movements. And now I've created the framework for it. We have our presidential campaign. So we've made it a lot easier. All you need to do is get involved. Just put a stupid bumper sticker up on the back. 100,000 people see this per day. You, you do this for 300 days. You get more views doing this than you do online because the the future is offline, Sean. That's right. Okay. Now let me ask you a question real quick before we go, because um, when it comes to the elites and the duopoly, they don't want anything to do with debating independents and or libertarians. If I were to moderate a debate, would you be willing to debate libertarian candidates? At least you guys could have a voice together. Yeah, I mean, I think um, my position on this is that I view the, you know, when you look at what's going on right now, the real enemies right now are Trump and Kennedy because they're abusing yeah. people, you know, and I think. Well, well, look, here's the bottom line. OK, there's more of us than them. And I've mobilized movements my entire life. You know, look at what we did in 2020. By the way, our stuff got out to about a half a billion people. And that's why they fear what I'm doing in our movement, because we have many, many victories, Sean. We're not like, oh my God, we lost, we lost. No, we have many victories. And um, guys like you, anyone else listening, if you are an independent podcaster, that's one of the things I really uh, wanna support because I believe the independent podcasters, I rather give them my time and give them views rather than you know others. So if you go to, if you email me at vashiva at vashiva.com, um, we'll give you the opportunity, okay? So that's definitely one thing, Sean. But thank you, Sean. Thank you for your time. Yep. And until next time, peace, love, and liberty, y'all. Be good. Be well. Thank you. Be well. I think I have Recording to... I'm, I'm going to hand over... I have to hand it over back to you. Okay. I already did. I oh, oh, you did? Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, Sean, be well. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you yep, so much. Yep, be well. Um. So to everyone listening here, I just want to let you know. So that was a independent podcaster, um, Sean, um, that I did this um, podcast with. Um, but I want to recognize all of you. You know, as you know, I've been. It's a it's a it's a hard job exposing the not so obvious establishment. But the good news is that a lot of people are starting to get it. So please share this video. As you know, we're massively shadow banned um, everywhere on the planet. Get it out to people. Uh, please recognize that. Every Thursdays, um, every Thursdays, we do an open house, and you're all welcome to it. Oops, where is this? The open house is here. Uh, every Thursday is at 11 a.m. and at 8 p.m. 
EST. You can go to vashiva.com slash orientation for truth, freedom, health. Alternatively, you can come to um, uh, uh, the 8 p.m. town hall, shivaforpresident.com slash town hall. Get involved. You know, you can go right to Shiva for President, which is right down there, and you can volunteer and donate. But recognize that we have a huge opportunity here because you have one of us, someone like me, who actually has figured out these dynamics. We've created the framework for all of you so, you, so all of you can get raise your consciousness and um, literally become leaders in your community. But that's what this is about. This is really about you. This is really um, I am essentially a, a minor player in this, a catalyst. But for the first time in human history, you have one of you who's running for president of the United States. So get involved. Um, so go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar, contribute there. And when you contribute, you get courses and you can become a warrior. Go to shiva4president.com, contribute there, um, volunteer. Um, and every Saturdays we do all of our volunteer meetings. So get involved. And again, let me just um, play our closing video, which is our video that'll really give our mutual journey that binds us together uh, to fight injustice. So let me play this. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14 year old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first US copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, any place by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment across left and right. We were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They transfer trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remain silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure 
the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people for the working people who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. Uh, by the way, and you can also go to shivaforpresident.com slash townhall. Every Thursdays at 8 p.m. we host our town hall. So please uh, join us. You can meet some amazing people. The great thing about um, everything we're doing is you won't feel alone. Um, you get to meet incredible people all over the country, all over the world. So get involved. It's really a, a gift for all of us, including myself as well as you. So anyway, I hope this was valuable. Um, I want to thank Sean uh, for participating. But be the light. Again, if you know podcasters um, that you think would be good, that would... Um, support we're doing and we can have a good conversation, let me know. And we want to give them the opportunity to interview me and get access. So uh, get involved and you can email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. All right, everyone, be the light. I'll have a good night and uh, we're going to win this fight. Thank you. Be well.